what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hi, everyone. This is Alan Jackson, and over to my this direction. Don't know my directions tonight, uh, but this way is my brother, Brian Jackson. How you doing, Brian? Hey, Alan. I'm, I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah. Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. How's the weather out there on the uh, the West Coast? Oh, man, we're finally getting some heat. So we okay. think we had our first 80 degree day today, nice and sunny. So that, that's your definition yeah. of <laughs> compared to you guys. I know that's yeah. pretty, uh, pretty about 20 degrees uh, less, but um, I was gonna know, say we've got about uh, 20 degrees. I'd be happy to move back over your way if you'd like it. So uh, help yourself. Well, let's just put it this way. Today I broke out the shorts. So that was the first day oh, that, uh, nice. that that's happened. So yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no humidity. So loving loving that life. I'm not uh, I'm not bad. missing that part from you guys at all for sure. So. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So it, it's been a little on the warmer side here in good old North Carolina. Um, I guess it could be worse, but it has. We've had a few days that have been pretty 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 tough already. So um, I'm not a big summer guy. So I'm kind of looking forward to. When fall, I'm already counting down fall. Although I think technically oh, wow. yesterday was the official first day of summer. Is that is that what I mean? Yeah, well, well, it was the longest day of the year, right? The summer solstice yeah. or something yesterday. Yeah. So, well, as a as an as an academic, as an education person, what you just said absolutely uh, frustrates the hell out of me. Right? That you're already that? past summer. Summer is <laughs> summer oh. is our time. <laughs> do not do not talk about what's beyond summer, right? <laughs> I am milking summer for everything that it's worth right I'm now. I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, do not how summer do not is talk about that. Such a critical time for you in the education field. So uh yep. it is a time okay, I I'm not, let's not we're not gonna talk about forget about everything else. Yes. Yeah. We're not gonna talk about the fall or anything else. Summer no, no I'm loving summer. Summer's awesome. Although maybe we should do like a we should have done like an air conditioning an air conditioning and climate control episode. Maybe we should do that next, right? With the summer. Yeah. Could be. We could talk about that. Some thermostats, some uh, different things we can do. AC units. Yeah. Okay. Good. Put that that down. Because you know, we always really plan so far ahead that, um, yeah, I'm going to make note of that so we don't forget it. Okay. Because I know we'll- Go ahead and write that down for us, please. (laughs) Um, This is Brothers in Tech. This is where Brian and I get together. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes it's just the two of us. And uh, we talk technology, but we're really talking technology from a personal home and family uh, point of view. Uh, technology you use on a daily basis, you or your family or, or friends may use. We don't get into a lot of corporate tech, uh, big enterprise tech, or talking about big futuristic uh, ideas. This is really hands hands-on stuff that you are using day-to-day in our lives, making our lives better with technology. Um. So, Brian, today I thought we'd talk a little bit about websites. Um, now, you may hear me say websites and automatically think, well, Alan, you just said we're not going to talk about business technology or any kind of inter- other bigger enterprise stuff. And we're not. We're going to talk about websites for a more casual use. Um, because I do think there's a lot of people out there that 
have an interest in maybe having a website. Maybe they've got a, a pastime. They've got maybe a, uh, a side gig that they do, some freelance work that they do on their own. Other ways that they may want to be promoting themselves or just putting up something of interest. Maybe they have a, a really interesting hobby they want to share on a, on a website with people. There's a lot of ways people could want to use a website on a more personal or casual basis. And that's really what we're going to kind of talk about is the basics for getting started doing that. Um, because that whole world of building websites has evolved over the last 20 years. And we want to kind of talk about what's the, what are the key things you need to know getting into wanting to start your own website? How easy can it be? How costly could it be? What are some important things to know if you're going to go that route? And uh, so that's what we're going to talk through. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, you're, you, I have to, I have to tell you, you're going to have to lead this discussion, which is totally rare here, right? That you're going to be the expert in, in something here. Um, dealing a lot of pressure. I know you do this. Yeah. You do this on a daily basis. You, you, uh, you know, the ins and outs of starting websites. Um, uh, I will say that I, I can provide one perspective, which is, you know, I was a web manager at one point in my life and, uh, mm-hmm you know, have hard coded HTML code, all that sort of stuff before, which was a lot of fun, exciting. But now I look at it and realize how much time I was wasting doing what can be done super uh, efficiently now. Um, So I'm kind of excited actually to hear uh, maybe how much of my time I actually did waste and what are the ways that um, that this done now. So you can give I'll go and tell you the answer is all of it. You wasted all of your time. Oh, great. Um, basically. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, that's good. Well, so let me tell you this, Brian, before we get into actual show content, as we're talking about websites. So you mentioned, you know, you would get in and have to do the hard coding of yep. website pages. HTML is a language that's used to basically render web pages for the most part. And it used to be back. Yeah. When you started making websites, you we had to get in there and actually hand write that code into a page and then hopefully see how it looks when we publish it up on a website. Yeah. BB, very BB first, edit. BB edit was oh, my yeah, favorite yeah. program. Yeah. Right. And that's where I coded. Yep. Well, the very first website I ever built, Brian, and I'm very proud to say this, uh, me and a, a friend of mine, we actually, when, when websites were first starting out, I mean, I'm talking the internet was just fairly newborn. There was maybe, uh, if I had to guess, maybe there's a, a couple hundred websites in the entire world set up anywhere. Late we actually 80s, went in late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. This would be early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. early nineties. Um, we built a website for waffle house, the restaurant uh-huh. chain. Now we weren't hired to do this. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> reached out to us and asked us to do this. We just did it as kind of a proof of concept to see, could we do it? We made a really nice website using very basic 1.0 web technologies. We made a very nice website for Waffle House. We actually went and made a directory where you could look up and see all the Waffle Houses in the nation. We had slides up there, photos from them. We had their menu up there. And uh, we tried contacting the people at Waffle House to say, hey, look, Look what we did. We can do this for you. Why don't you let us do this? And, and I don't think the Waffle House Corporation had computers at that time. So I don't really think they knew <laughs> what we were talking about or how we were supposed to get a hold of them. So um, I don't know where that ended up. I think it just vanished somewhere, that site we built. But uh, I was really proud of that. That was that yeah. was fun. Well, yeah. I, remember, uh, I remember seeing that. I remember it was 
it was good. You were, you it was, were impressed, right? Oh, impressed. I was. I was totally yeah. impressed. And of course, I mean, I was impressed by a lot of things with the Waffle House, right? I still, I, <laughs> but, I do miss that. Yeah. Was, uh, I tell you, Father's Day, there was this past uh, Sunday, and uh, I told my boys I wanted pancakes. That was all my requirements for Father's Day. I wanted a pancake breakfast with my boys. I wanted them to take me out for a breakfast. So we had the best place lined up. We're ready to go. We get there. And of course, it is just overrun with people. It is way too crowded. Went to several other places, too, too long a wait. So we ended up at the Waffle House. So my boys treated me to a breakfast whoa, at the Waffle House. Whoa, 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 and it, was whoa, actually, whoa. it was actually really wait, good. So. Wait. So wait. Okay, back up. Back up. Because yeah. you said you had like the best place lined up. And I thought immediately, Waffle House. You had the Waffle House set up. Right. And then you went away from it. And I, I'm, I'm confused. I was, I was, um, I was distracted. I, I, I had a place in mind and I was thinking, you know what, maybe we should have a nicer, little more, little more nicer, more formal breakfast somewhere. But then as soon as we like, mm-hmm. it was really funny as we were leaving the last restaurant we tried and I'm just like, geez, I just, I don't, I don't know of another good option right away. I think Alex was the one that said in the car is like, well, there's a Waffle House up here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why what? did we not do this earlier? Exactly. <laughs> and it yeah, was the yeah. best decision. So anyway, yeah. that's my long Very story nice. to wrap me back around to building my first website. Um, well, now, you know, now if you made a website for someone like that, you'd get a cease and desist order. Yes. You know, you would, you would be told yeah. to take it down. You'd be that's sued right. for, you know, false uh, delivery of info. Yes. Right. So, yeah. There would be legal yeah. action. You're right. So we, we're, we're good. Let's, pre- let's preface what we're getting ready to say that That's right. le- we're not suggesting you go and wake websites for companies that don't know anything about what <laughs> don't you're doing. Don't go make a website for an already existing corporation <laughs> in hopes that maybe you'll get their attention because you will get their attention, <laughs> but maybe not the way you <laughs> yes, want. Yes, you will. Um, all right. All right. Let's, talk, let's talk about actually making websites though. Um, yep. And, and, and I think part of the best way I'm going to go through this, Brian, is really to talk through questions I get a lot from people who are looking to starting their own website or doing something with a website. And it really kind of walks, all of it falls into really three pieces, three big steps that we're going to kind of talk about when it comes to a website. First thing I want to talk about is the idea of, let's say, Brian, you've got this wonderful idea for a website, Okay. What's normally the first thing you think about regarding that website um, when you have this idea? The web address, maybe? The name. Oh, what the is name. it going to yeah, be? Web address. Whatever, yeah. www.whatever.com or whatever right. it may be. You're right. That is where most everybody focuses on. And that's good. I think that is actually the first thing you ought to do for a couple of reasons. And then we're talking about, as this first step, is your domain name. Now, that is the term that we're talking about for the actual address of your website. Okay. So here's the thing. You can get a domain name. You can actually search and find a domain name that you want to have before you even build a website, before you've even considered starting a website. Brian, I've got an account right now where I've got about a dozen domain names that I own that are not going anywhere. I don't have a website for them. I've just bought them because A, domain names are relatively cheap to get. And B, how frustrating is it to have an idea for a domain name and then you go look and you wait maybe and you don't do anything about it for a while and you look later and somebody's got it. 
And then it's like, well, okay, that, that was the perfect name for our, our site. And we don't own that. Um, mm-hmm. Brothers in tech, our show, we had to go with brothers dash and dash tech.com because uh, brothers in tech, all one word was already taken. There's nothing you so can do just, about it. So let me just clarify. So brothers dash in dash tech dot com. Let me say that again. Brothers dash in dash tech dot com. Yeah. Don't forget really the, the place that people should be going. Is what don't forget saying. the dashes. Yep. The dashes yeah. are very, very important here. Um, <laughs> but those, all these words that we're talking about, apple.com, microsoft.com, wafflehouse.com. Those are the domain names for a website. They are technically separate from the website itself. Okay. So let me just kind of show as an example, Brian, I mean, what I typically do if I am going to start getting a website, but I need to figure out a name first and just make sure what name I'm going to use. There's a lot of places online where you can go and buy domain names. Okay. And again, this is separate. This can be a separate process from the actual making a website. GoDaddy is probably the most well-known as far as they are a domain register, meaning they are a place where you can go search for a domain name. If it is available, you can buy it. And typically domain names are anywhere from 10 to $20 a year. So pretty inexpensive in the, in the whole grand scheme of things. So Brian, if I go up here, for example, and GoDaddy, if I just went to GoDaddy's website and said, hey, look, I'm looking for a domain. Let's find if um, Brothers in Tech Suggestions are bits, for example, .com. I'm going to type in the name and I'm going to say search the domain. And it is telling me um, that right now, is a penny. We can get nice. it for a penny, Brian. Nice. Now it does say it's it's twenty dollars after the first year, but I can get it for a penny for the first year as long as I go ahead and register for two years. So that's the thing about domain names is you have to kind of have them registered for a term. Typically, it's yearly, but you can buy them for multiple years at a time and normally get a little bit of a price break. But if I wanted right now to say, "Look, I really want that name. I don't have a website yet for it. I'm going to get to that in a minute." But I can go ahead and buy this and I can own this domain name and just keep it aside and have it ready to go whenever I'm ready to use it. I recommend doing this before you even get the website built because, you know, by the time you get the website built and if you've already put the name of the website like all throughout your website and then you go to actually get the domain name and it's not available for some reason, you kind of got to go back and do a lot of reworking on your site. So this is a way of just, I've, you grab the domain name, you're happy with it, you know you've got it, and you can set it aside, and we'll talk about how you're going to use it later once your website's been built, okay? Cool. Yeah. So again, 10 to $20 a year, I think is pretty typical for a lot of website addresses. Now, you'll notice I put in the .com. Um, there are many, many other extensions. You do not have to use just .com. You can use .org addresses. You can use .net There's tons of other ones you can use, but think about people finding your website and most web browsers by default. If you type in a word like Apple, it's going to think you want to go to apple.com. It's going to go ahead and assume the .com at the end. So I do tell people that unless, you know, if you are a business, even if it's a nonprofit business or it's a, um, anything that's selling something or providing something, 
I always recommend trying to get the .com if you can for your domain name. Yeah. The only reason I'd say you don't. Yeah. But the only reason I'd say you don't is if just for whatever reason you really have the name of your website or business or thing you're trying to promote and .com's taken, but you really want that that name that you came up with, you can go with a .org. .orgs are typically for nonprofits, for kind of public entities, not really commercial products. You could go with .net, which is kind of a generic, you could use it. It's not as common. I mean, of the commonalities, I think it's .com. Then you've got your .org, then you've got your .net, and then everything else underneath that. Um, I've seen some that are kind of creative. Like we uh, we have a music venue here in our town that we set up a website for, and they use the name of the venue, which is The Hum. It's The Hum, T-H-E-M, uh, yeah, T-H-E-H-U-M dot live. So they use the dot live extension, but it works because you can say, the hum dot live and it's just a little easier to remember. Yeah. Um, and it makes, I think it makes better sense than dot com. So there are some, so there's still limits. You can get. Are they still, yeah, they're still limited in terms of what the dot whatever is, right? Yes. You I mean, cannot you just, just say, say, Hey, we're going to no. do brothers dot tech. Correct. Right. It's not that everything is out there. No, no, you're, you're exactly right. They are very okay. specific set extensions you can use. They just add more and more every year, it seems like. Hmm. So here we are, brothersandtechsuggestions.net, .org, .co. So in case you want to like more company, but you don't, you can't do the .com. There's .solutions, .store, .tech, .info, .us. There's a lot of, lot of extensions to choose from. But just keep in mind, even though I can rattle off all of these, most people by default are going to look for the .com yeah. version. So I recommend the .com unless there's a specific reason you don't want a .com or the .com name that you really want is already taken. Then you could see is there maybe a way to make a .org or a .network okay for it. So, but regardless, you see the prices on all these. I mean, they're you know. You can sign on and get them for really, really dirt cheap, just a few dollars a year, at least initially. It may go up to the 10 to $20 a year after that first year or two. But GoDaddy is one place where you can get them. There's tons of other registrars out there that manage domain names for you. So oh, scroll, you can have an account. Down a minute. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Right. Let's go back down to uh, keep going. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does that say wine suggestions is $1,500? Is that what that is? Yes, it is. WineSuggestions.com. Yeah. So that's another thing that's kind of fun to play with on a GoDaddy or one of these sites. You can you can find out what websites are pretty would be high demand titles for a website. So WineSuggestions.com. Yeah, they know that if you want that, you're going to pay fifteen hundred dollars yeah. for that domain name. Hmm. And that doesn't uh, mean it's owned by somebody else, and you're buying it no, from no. them. That means it's no. still available. Okay. Yep. Now. Let's say that the name of the, the domain name you really, really want is owned by somebody else. Yeah. They do uh, have services. GoDaddy will provide this and other registrars as well, where you can go in and say, look, I really want this website address. You can pay these companies to, on your behalf, they will approach the owner of a domain and try to solicit an offer to get them to sell and let you buy that domain name from them. I'm sure it works. I've never done it. I, I've never gone that route before, but I know some people who have, and, and they paid a lot of money, but they got the domain name they wanted. So 
I don't think that really applies in the situation we're talking about today yeah. for more casual, yeah. friendly websites. But just know that you know if you're really adamant about a certain website name, there are ways to get it. <laughs> Money always talks. Money will always get you what you want. And these companies are more than happy to take a percentage of that uh, money that uh, you, you offer for a website address. So, But go to a GoDaddy or go to any other place that sells domain names and find the one you're looking for. Again, I've got a GoDaddy account that all it is is it just holds these domain names I have. I don't do anything else with them. If I have the idea for the website I may want to do with that domain name, then great, I've got it. Otherwise, I'm just paying the 9 or $10 a year to kind of keep them parked there. It's a little wasteful, but I'd rather have those domain names. Definitely like four or five of them I really like, and I want to do something with eventually, and I don't want to lose them. So that's what you do. Okay. But again, so, this is a so just to recap, you were, yes. you were buying you're buying the title, basically, right. of the, the page, and you're not buying storage space or anything else to put your stuff. You were just buying the title to go along with your site, right? That's correct. Okay. There is no okay. website associated with these names yet. You're just buying the name. And that is a separate process if you wanted to do it that way. Um, and I do recommend getting that domain name early on yeah. once you have an idea for a site. Um, so yeah, you could just go buy domain names and never buy, build a website and that's fine. Um, now, can you have a website without a domain name? Yeah, you can. We're going to talk about that. But really where the magic happens is when you have a domain name connected to a website you built, they work together and that's how people get to your site and find it and you can promote it and talk about it. So, um, so that's domain names cool. just to understand how those work. Okay. Now at that point, Brian, then we move on to the kind of the, the second thing, which is really the bulk of what we're going to talk about, which is actual website building. So there are, let me stop sharing this for a second. In my mind, there are three different levels of involvement you can get into to build a website. Um, those levels are based, are going to be based on how much money you want to put into it or how much time of your own you want to put into it or how much expertise you may need to pull it off. Okay. The first level, we're just going to go and get this out of the way. We're this is going to be the quickest one to talk about. But yes, if you just want to pay some, a, a company, a firm, somebody to build a website, sure. They can make, you can hire a company to build a website for you and you can have it look exactly the way you want it to look and have exactly the features you want to have on there. They may be using their own tools and platforms to build the website, but that's on their end. You're hiring that company or that person or that freelancer to build a website and using their expertise and tools to do so. And at that level, there's no technical expertise needed whatsoever. <laughs> you just need to know how to swipe a, a debit card or <laughs> write a check. That's basically it. All right. Well, Alan, in that case, you know, it's, it's, let's just say someone wanted to hire I don't know, Jackson Creative. I mean, just pulling a, mm -hmm. you know, pulling right. a, a company out of thin air, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, but they would basically just come to you and say, this is what I want it to look like. And this is how I want it to work. And this is who I want it to serve. And then you guys design and do everything. So there are design companies, there are build companies that they take it from yep. zero to full, uh, full uh, uh, design, right? 
Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, companies like that, I mean, really all they're going to be looking for from you is, of course, what content do you want to have on that website? Or do you have photos? Do you have text you've written, uh, things you want to put? That's what they'll need because more than likely they're not going to write the stuff for you if it's something very a, – a personal project or hobby or freelance work that you're doing. You write the content. You write the text. and Maybe you provide photos if you've got some – or they may use stock photos that are, that are available. So the content is still going to be up to you to kind of decide yeah. how you want it up there. But as far as making the website, building it, designing it, making it work to what you're looking for, yeah, that's that's the easy route, but the most expensive route to go to yeah. get it done. But well, that's one, but I want to talk about the other two a little bit more because this is more, I think, the level that we're all wanting to talk about here. This is where you say, all right, look, I want to build a website I do not want to learn to be a professional coder and know how to program like web pages on my own. You do have two different kind of levels of options for uh, how you can get this done. Um, I'm going to start with the first one, uh, which I'm, which is WordPress. And let me bring that up. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down the scale a little bit, Brian, in complexity. So this is definitely not as complex as, a actual coding designer is going to do building a custom website. This is a lot more turnkey. This is a lot more where a end user could make their own website. However, this level with WordPress is a little more involved than the last level we're going to get to. Yeah. So WordPress, and let me just share this. WordPress at its core is a open source platform that allows you to build websites. And I say open source. What that means is, is that technically the actual software, the WordPress software that you can get to put and make a website is free. Um, you can download the, the code, the, the Word, WordPress application code, and they give you instructions on how to set it up on a, on a website that you, uh, that you want to go and do. They can make all that work. Um, what I like to recommend, though, for people is that if you're really just kind of getting started, but you want to get into this level of it, WordPress.com is actually the place to go. So it's a little confusing. They have WordPress.org, which is where you can go to see their free downloadable software that you can put on your own website and configure and set up yourself. Or you can go to WordPress.com, which is their commercial site where you can actually sign up and pay as little as $5 a month to have them set up a WordPress site um, for you. Now, what this means is that they're basically going to give you the shell of a website when you go this route. So imagine, Brian, you go in, you set up an account. They're going to give you a login and password. They're going to say, hey, here it is. You go ahead and type in what your website's name is going to be, what it's going to be about, and they give you a login and password. You go log in, and then when you log into WordPress, you are taken to an interface where you have control to build that site, adding pages, adding news posts or blog posts, adding headers, adding footers, all the things you would do to make a website. You do through WordPress. Now, I'm going to show you. Um, let me see if I can flip over to another screen here and kind of show an example of what I'm talking about. Because this is technically where people start to decide whether or not this is what they want to get into or not. Um, 
Let's see. I just had it a second. Oh, here he is. This this is an example of a the back end of a WordPress website. So, Brian, what we've done here is we went to a WordPress.com and we signed up for an account. And they gave us a login and password. I have logged in to our site, and now this is what I'm seeing. This is where I'm able to go in as a as an administrator of my own website. And I can go in and add pages to the website. I can change the appearance of the website. I can add all the, the functionality I want to, I can do from within this interface. Now, WordPress is extremely popular. I don't know what percentage of websites on the internet are powered by WordPress, but it's a pretty, pretty healthy percentage of websites. And the reason is, is because it's incredibly flexible it balances that nice line of I'm not building a custom website with coding, but I'm also not doing kind of a pre-canned website that's just very point and point and click and ready to go. I can get very customized with my website. So for example, I'm on the Brothers in Tech website. And as I'm looking at it here, this is our website. This is on WordPress. And I'm able in WordPress to go in and change the style of the pages. I can change the layout what pieces are on top of another piece. I can add in some functionality like podcast players and icons and links and video clips and anything else I want to do. This is all done through a WordPress setup. So again, for a $5 a month plan, you could set up your own WordPress installation and they would give you access to that. What's really also nice about WordPress is you have the ability to go in and choose from a variety of different resources that people have put up online allowing you to use because it is kind of an open platform. There are people, these are examples of themes, like different themes for your website, kind of the look and feel of your website that you can go in and choose a theme that somebody else has developed and designed and you can have it downloaded and added to your WordPress installation. So it becomes a little modular. You could say, look, I like this um, Alonzo theme that I'm seeing right here. And I'd really like my website to kind of look like that. I like to use that as a starting point. So you could pick it and you could have it installed into your WordPress installation. Then you can go into this theme in WordPress and customize it. So obviously, yeah. if I like this layout, but I obviously want to swap it out with my own photos and my own text at the back, at the, at the top. Maybe I want the background to be blue instead of black. All of that I can change once I've started working with this theme. But they give you a lot of nice starting places and ease. I mean, there's like thousands and thousands of themes available online. The other thing that WordPress is really nice about is the functionality of adding in capabilities. Just about anything you can imagine for a website. Uh, you can find a, what they call plugins for WordPress to plug into your website. Say if you wanted to have a countdown timer at the top of your website, counting down to a certain date, there are plugins that you could do a search and search for a plugin within WordPress that will give you a timer that you can then add to your site and it works. And you don't have to go in and code it. You don't have to create it. You don't have to build it from scratch. What I love about WordPress is that it's just such a huge library of content out there to work with, whether it's the themes, meaning the look and feel of the website, or the plugins to give you all the additional capability. 
you can go in and add all of those, as many of those as you want. You can add them to your site. You can lay out your pages the way you want to lay them out. They do use some dragging and dropping functionality to kind of lay out your pages. It's a very nice platform to work in. On the cons, I can just know that there are some cons with this. Uh, It can get a little technical. Okay. I'm not going to say as as much as like hard coding a website, but there are going to be some technical things in there. You can add a lot of functionality to your website, but these are all plugins and themes and other things that other people have developed and they're going to get constantly get updated over time with security patches and other things on their own. Sometimes those plugins may not always work together well. And I actually had a website crash just this morning because a plugin got updated and it became incompatible with another plugin on the site. So then it just kind of didn't work. So there's some, there's some, there's some issues. I mean, there's some things that you would have to actually be actively managing and working with the website. But if you're someone who wants to get your hands dirty a little bit and get in there and actually learn how to make this happen, I think WordPress is an ideal platform to do that in. And you can do it very economically. Um, if you know how to set up a web server on your own, you could honestly download the WordPress software for free, install it on your website, configure it, and go. And you've got a free platform you're using for web development. Most people don't have, know how to do that. I don't really even recommend it because I think WordPress.com makes it so easy for just $5 a month that they take care of everything for you. They give you the installation. They give you the WordPress installation set up. They give you a spot, uh, a web service web server to host your, your site on, you don't have to worry about anything else. And it becomes very easy. Um, so I, I, I do recommend wordpress.com. It's kind of that middle ground option of, I don't want to go become a coder. I don't want to learn a code language, but I also don't want it to be so out of the box, uh, template based and, and kind of, uh, I want to have, I want it to have all the things in the website I'd like to have in there and I don't mind getting getting in under the hood a little bit to make that happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've you you got me to use WordPress uh, with my photography site, and and it was good. It took a little bit of it did take a little bit of learning um, coming from a, a hard coder kind of perspective, where I'm like, oh, I I know what I want to have happen, and I just don't know how things were labeled, and you know, and it, it, once you start playing around a little bit with it, it becomes pretty easy. I don't know, I I. I saw WordPress similar to like maybe a PowerPoint, you know, PowerPoint as a program that's going to make good presentations for you. It's going to give you lots of templates and then you can edit the templates as you want rather than you having to start from scratch and start to try to design something. This is almost like the PowerPoint of website design, right? Where it gives you templates. It gives you easy ways to edit certain pieces. You're not going in and you know, having to, uh, you know, go and format lots of different things from scratch. You're not taking a, you know, a text document and then trying to format lots of things. You're, you're using their templates, you're using their themes and uh, putting it in place. So I, so I do agree with you. It was, it's, it was easy once you got the hang of it. Now, of course, it can become pretty complicated if you're trying to do some really fancy things, Sure. you know, have certain things happen. But if you just want, like I wanted, which is, I want people to be able to go to this site, click on a link and see more stuff, click on another link, see other stuff. That is pretty easy to do, right? And pretty easy to learn. So I, I agree with you. And the fact that, it, you know, it's going to update itself or keep 
keep itself healthy, you know, as things continue to evolve, I think is really exciting. Yeah. I, I, I'm a fan. I love the flexibility of it. I love how, how detailed you can get with things, but also you could keep it very high level and simple if you wanted to just, I, I can speak from a lot of experience on this to really make a WordPress site work really well. Long-term it does take some ongoing management, take some ongoing time in it. It's not quite as easy as just set it up and let it run forever because because it is such a popular software and it is open source, meaning that the code is out there freely for people to work with. It's also very susceptible to hacks. It's very susceptible to um, uh, attacks of some sort online. WordPress does a great job of keeping its software as up to date, but sometimes you still have to go in and tell it to update your, the software or to keep things uh, updated, especially if you've got a lot of plugins or other things added to your site. You need to go in and make sure that those stay up to date because if any one of those kind of falls behind and doesn't have the right security level um, in place, it is a way that hackers can get in. And I've seen a lot of websites go down because people are not managing their WordPress site very well. Um, so for those reasons, I do say it's 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 an involvement. It is a commitment to get in and work with it. But I have found many people that are not uh, don't have any coding background, don't have any experience in that area, can still get into WordPress and do some really impressive things with some websites. And there's a lot of resources online for learning WordPress, getting in there and understanding. There's videos. You can go on YouTube and just search how to do a WordPress site, and you will find tons of videos that will walk you through setting up your first page. How do you create your header? image? How do you create your footer? How do you make something a link? How do you add a video into your page? All those things are available and they're all very easy to learn how to do once you, once you get into the, the system itself. Okay. So that's WordPress, more specifically WordPress.com. It's what I'm recommending there. All right. Now, Brian, FYI, WordPress accounts for 43% of all websites. 43%. Yep. 64% of all of the the site development that is kind of the known company based. Um, so it's it's a big portion of the actual companies that develop this, but, um, you know, almost half of all websites. So yeah. here's your little, your it's a little lot. Uh, fact it's check. A lot of websites. Yeah. So that's, that just goes to show that not only extremely popular, but it's popular because it's so flexible and relatively... Yeah easy to get into and start working with. Okay. Now let's talk about kind of the third level of website building. And this is the one that I think I really want to kind of recommend to people to consider if you are looking to build a website that I hate using the word simple because I think you can make some really nice looking websites with these tools. But as far as you don't feel like that there's going to be a lot of needs on your website for things very extravagant, there's not going to be a lot of unique customization. Let's say if you want to do something that's just a simple, Hey, I want something that looks nice. It looks more like a brochure type website. I want to show off some photos. I want to, um, uh, let's see, I want to put up a blog and just write some things and have some photos along with it. Or I want to put up a collection of photos and different albums. These next tools that we're going to talk about are really probably your best bet. Um, where WordPress gives you a lot of flexibility to add in tons of things from anywhere on the internet that people are making 
tools for WordPress. This next level is talking about websites that are kind of a all-in-one uh, point-and-click kind of uh, website builders. And we're going to talk about two of them in particular. I'm going to show you one of them, but uh, Wix.com is one of these options that I have used quite a bit and I think uh, pretty familiar with and, and I, I know a lot of people use as well. And Wix is meant as a a site where you can go in and you set up an, a, a, uh, an account. And once you set up that account, they give you access to a website. You basically go in and create a website. It is all point and click driven, meaning you can take, you, know, you go and you say, I want to create a new page for a website. I want to drag over a title to it. And you drag over a title and you can type that title for your website. I want to drag an image onto it and you add an image to your page. I want to add a block of text and so on and so forth. And it is the closest thing to like, I don't want to say it's like a word processor, but it's that same kind of idea where just you're able to see it building as you go and you're actually able to drag and drop things on there and make it work. Uh, it's maybe a little bit more. I mean, if somebody, if I had to equate it to any kind of piece of software, that's not web development, um, almost like a little bit more of like a page layout. Like if you're doing something in uh, InDesign or you're doing something in Apple pages where you're dragging and dropping kind of shapes or blocks or other things onto your, onto your page. It's a lot more of that kind of look and feel to it. Um, as you can see, even from the screenshots here, you know, it's just, you can go in and click on text that you want to edit and you can drag on different photos it's all meant to be very user-friendly as far as how you go in and can kind of build your site. But they do give you a lot of customization. You can go in and pick one of their themes that they give you to start from, and then you can go and customize that theme, just like you could in WordPress. The difference is that it's all self-contained in this one website. You don't have to go outside of this website for anything. Uh, it gives you the tools that it's going to give you, and those are what you have to work with. And uh, the tools will all work, and they keep your site yeah secure and safe and up to date all the time. Um, I'm really been that's, impressed. That's probably the key site. though, right? That's probably the key here is that if you go and you're dragging something or you're, you know, trying to add something, it's only going to let you do the things that it can handle and will actually work. Right. So that's right. And you know, I think it, it also limits a little bit, right? You can't just drag something that's over the top of something else that you want to handle a different way. It's only going to do it show you what you can do and give you options to do things that it can and will work from their yeah. end. Right. So it's right. limited, but it's also in a sense, almost foolproof. Right. Right. Yeah. I, foolproof is a good word to say, to say, because again, it's, it's, it's all out of your hands on, is it it's going to work end, right? and yep. is it going to stay up to date and is it going to stay secure? All that is out of your hands. Um, yeah, you are, you are going to run up get some limits possibly in that, um, you can't just visualize in your head exactly how you want a website to look. And these sites might get you close. They might get you something approximating what you're visually, but there are going to be some limitations just because you are using a very standardized platform to do this. If there was a tool or a function I wanted to have on my website that Wix does not offer, uh, it, it, there are ways to get into coding and actually build things into a Wix site using code and all, but you're getting into a whole nother level of complexity. In other words, more for most people, you are pretty much limited to the tools and abilities they give you for that website. 
But for most people, this is going to be more than enough and give them everything that they would need. And Wix and another company we're going to talk about in a minute that does the same thing are constantly adding more functionality to their site. So it's not like they're stagnant and this is the way the site's always going to be or the capabilities you're going to have forever could change over time. Um, but I have been generally impressed with what they let you do within their sites and how nice the sites are looking. Um, so when you set up an account with a Wix, you go to a web browser, you log into your account. When you come to your account, you're able to see the administrative side of your website. You can pick a page that you want to edit or work on. You click on that page, you go in and make your edit, you add your other content to it, you add your buttons, your links, and anything else. Then when you hit save and publish, it is automatically published and your your new changes are live. And that's all you have to do. And it's very easy to do that. Um, there's not a lot of maintenance to worry about. There's not a lot of, you know, definitely not any updates to have to deal with. You just go in and you start building your website. But just understand, there are some limitations. Yeah. Um, I get approached a lot about people who ask about using a Wix or the other company we're going to talk about is Squarespace that does the same kind of thing. Um, and we walk through the pros and cons and I say, look, if, 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 if we can build a site in Wix or Squarespace that looks the way you want it to, and it, they've in the things you tell me that website needs that these tools, these websites make available and they're super easy to manage. So I can actually have multiple people in a family or group, know how to go in and log in and make changes on this website, then that's, that's a pretty good solution. It works pretty well. The minute somebody says I need something very, very specific and something a little more unique on my website. And I know a Wix or a Squarespace is not going to provide that. That's when you might need to start looking at some other possible alternative options going forward. Yeah. But I tell you, I, I, I'm working on a Wix site right now that I haven't used Wix in a really long time. And, They've really stepped it up. It is a really nice environment now for for building websites. Uh, the other one I was going to mention is Squarespace, and this is one that I've probably used a lot more. Um, this is the one I think is probably I think a lot of people hear about because they do a lot of advertising and promotion yeah. of it. But it is a uh, you know it is a, a a tool for going in and creating a website, just like Wix is. And they give you templates to start with. Whoops, hold on. Let me actually just share the right screen. I'll show you a different one. Do you need uh, some help with the technology there? Or maybe. Hold on, maybe just okay. a second. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here we go. Let me tell you a little bit about websites. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when you start a website and say, I want to build a website, you're going into Squarespace or Wix either way. And I can actually go in and say, I want to take a look at some of the starting uh, starting template designs. And I can see all these different layouts and say, you know what? Let me find one that I think looks fairly close to what I had in mind for my website. And if I pick it and I can say, yep, I want to start with that. It's very simple at this point. It actually builds, it's building a template of a website for me right now. And once I get in here, it says, okay, I can give it a name. I'm going to give this name as a Brothers and Tech Demo. And it's still showing me how I can go about editing my pages. And I can go through a little quick tutorial on things. And now here I am. This is actually showing me the website on the right-hand side. And over on the left-hand side, 
I have tools able to me for me to go in and start adding pages or modifying pages. So it's showing me I've got three pages already on my website about initiatives and demo or contact us. And I've got a home page and a take action page. And I can go click on any of these pages and actually take a look at them. Let me get rid of this. There we go. So now I'm in my page and it's as simple as I really can go in and hit the edit button on the page. And here I am. I am editing a web page just like I'm editing a Word document or a PowerPoint document or anything else. Changing text. I can add new elements to my page, my site. And it gives me a lot of options of things I can add. Do I want to add an audio player? Do I want to add a newsletter button? Do I want to add a, a calendar? Do I want to add a button? All these things. And it's just a matter of clicking. There's my button. Now I can go in and actually edit my button, change the text on it, change where it goes to by typing in the actual web address I want it to go to if you click on that button and so forth. And it really is that simple. I can drag and drop things different ways. So you kind of get the idea that, you know, this is really, to me, the, the simplest way to go in and get a website built and done. You go in, you set up an account, you start building it, and you start changing it. And they gave you a, a nice background image. I go in and change that background image with an image I like. I could make it shorter or taller if I choose to. All these things they let you do, but it's all based on starting with a template. You know, starting with kind of a, a one look and feel, and then you go in and keep modifying it to look the way you want to. I, you know, we've been able to get some really nice, customized-looking sites out of a service like a Squarespace. We just have to start with a really good kind of comparable template and then just keep working with it. Hmm. But uh, a lot of the templates that they have out of the box are really nice. And um, your, your website's going to look really sharp starting out with one of their templates and just doing some minor modifications right out of the box. So nice. again, this is super nice for people because it is all self-contained. It is easy. Anybody with a web browser can get to their website, the, get to the website and edit it. You can edit it from another website or, no, or I'm sorry, another web browser or edit it from somebody else's computer or your tablet or phone, even if you needed to and um, make all the changes. And you don't have to worry about all the administrative technical backside of what's happening on your website at all. It's very, very meant for turnkey situations. Okay. What is the, what's oh, the I'm average sorry. cost no. of this, Alan? Yeah, Wix good question. And, this is Squarespace, by the way. Um, yeah. Squarespace, I believe you can get a simple uh, account set up and is it maybe 10 to $12 a month? I think Wix is about the same. I had Wix's web uh, uh, prices pulled up a second ago. Wix right now, uh, $16 a month. Okay, and so that gives you uh, a website plan. That allows you to develop your site and host it. Correct. It's turnkey. Okay. okay. So same with Squarespace. You don't have to do anything you're else. You're paying between it's $10 and $20 a month for Squarespace, but that includes yeah. everything. You get your website is being hosted, which we haven't really talked about, but when you have a website, it has to be hosted somewhere, meaning it's sitting on a server somewhere for people to be able to find it and access it. Definitely the Squarespace and Wix services will host your website for you. WordPress.com that we mentioned will also host your website for you. 
So those are the, that's really what I recommend for most people these days. I think trying to get your own server, trying to get your website installed on your own server. I just don't really see, I mean, obviously there's reasons like bigger groups and companies will do it, but for individual needs, personal needs, you don't need to do that. You can just let the actual company that you're building the website on host it for you automatically. Um, But just to go back, so will these also provide you a domain name that we talked about earlier? Yeah. So that's, that's actually got us to our third point. Good, good call on that, Brian. I know you were, you were, you were reading the notes. You know, we were going with this. Yep. Yep. Um, So let's say you have picked your platform of what you're going to use to develop your website. You've already bought your domain name. So here comes the kind of key. This is all about the connecting part of it. If you are using a service like Squarespace or Wix, uh, the nice thing is, is that they will help you get your domain name either linked to your website or they will actually help you buy your domain name within their service. Okay. Squarespace, I think, I think if you buy their plan, it comes with one domain name. So you can actually buy a domain name through Squarespace. And when you do it, it automatically connects your website to it. So you don't have to do anything. It's very nice. If you own a domain name somewhere else, like GoDaddy or some other place, they give you instructions on saying, okay, here's what you got to do. There are going to be some copying and pasting of things and some text things that you're going to have to do, but they will walk you through that and say, okay, go to your GoDaddy, find the domain name that you bought. Here's what you need to do. You need to turn this on and you need to copy this and paste it over here or something to that effect. These are, these are all the things to link those together. That's right. Because what you're doing is you're telling it this domain name that GoDaddy's got over here, brothersandtechsuggestions.com. I want anybody who types in that address to point to this new website that I just built. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you build this website on Squarespace or Wix or WordPress.com, you can give the the, the, the site a title, but it doesn't have that domain name attached to it yet. So you technically won't be able to get to your website using your domain name until you do this connection process. And again, Wix, Squarespace, they will handle that or walk you through that process themselves. If you're using WordPress.com, I'm trying to remember, I know they don't sell domain names, so you'd have to have your domain name managed somewhere else. But I do think they have a tool or at least a very simple way to kind of connect the two for you as well. Um, More and more, they're trying to make that process easier because you have to do it. I mean, again, when you build a site on Squarespace, for example, they're going to give you this long, little more cryptic uh, link to be able to go in and see your website, but it's going to be like squarespace.com backslash some term or numbers or something like that. So you can get to your website and you can see it, but it will not have your domain name attached to it until you go through that process. So that's why, you know, you can go in and have the domain name bought sitting aside. And just when you're ready to add it to your website, when your website's ready to go live, that's when you need to follow the instructions about how do you get those connected. Okay. Now, the great thing about the reason why I think it's such a good idea to have a domain name, you know, maybe even put somewhere else than the actual place where you're uh, hosting your website is that if you ever decide down the road to put together a new website, maybe using a new place or a new platform, you can do that. And then all you have to do is go back to your original place where you have your domain name hosted. And it's going to walk you through that process to change it to where now traffic going to that domain name will now go to your new site when it's ready. 
So having that domain name stored somewhere else gives you complete flexibility of where your website's going to be. Um, but if you feel really comfortable with a Squarespace or a Wix or any other service like that, and they handle your domain name for you and you feel like you're going to be there long-term and you like the website being there, that is your simplest route is let them handle that whole process for you when you sign on with them. But I think it's important to know you do have options and I think there's some pros and cons to how you manage those domain names on things. Yeah. So technically, Alan, you're saying you you could do each of your three steps independently. You could go to go GoDaddy, get a domain. You could you could develop something in um, uh, WordPress. You could also go to a friend that has a server and say, "I want to you know host it there and have everything there." Sure. You could piece those together. They all work. But you could also go to each one of those services, or at least the last two options yes and say i would like you to do the other pieces together so i have a one-stop shop yeah. so yeah and those services well, like squarespace for example i know they make it really appealing their plan actually says that well wix is the same way for 16 dollars a month with wix they give you your custom domain so you can basically go in and to them and say here's the domain name i want and they're going to search just like godaddy did and let you know if it's available or not. And if it is, you can buy it through them or not buy it. They'll give it to you. And you get that one custom domain as part of your, your package. And you don't have to worry about whether or not it's going to work with your website because they take care of doing that for you. You bought that domain. It is attached to your website. You're good to go. Um, so it really is the easiest way to do it. But you're right. Everything can be done separately. Yeah. For somebody who wants a greater degree of flexibility and the ability to maybe change their website to a different place in the future, having that domain name hosted somewhere separately does have some nice advantages to it. Yeah, yeah. And I will also echo what you said earlier, that there are ways to to host your site yourself without spending any money. Right. You could host yeah. it from your, your computer right now, if you would like, turn on sure. web hosting. Mm-hmm. Right. But just keep in mind that that means that <laughs> anytime anything goes wrong with your computer, you know, anytime any information goes wrong with your internet that is, you know, sending that information out, your website is not available. Your website, website is crashing. Right. So those are things you do not want to have uh, to worry about unless you, unless you're willing to put a lot of money into a nice server that's standalone that's set up that's constantly active that's backing up itself that's all of that so you know just be aware i know there might be some people that are like oh i want to try this out and i don't want to pay for anything you can do it but let's just make sure that whatever you're trying to create is not something that is really important (laughs) i just yeah no absolutely look there's ways to do it i mean a web server is just a computer Yep. That is tailor meant and kind of customized to be ideally for serving out web pages and websites to people who come to that, who visit that server. And so in theory, yeah, every computer on the internet it can act as a server um, and it can serve a website. So you could have, like Brian said, a website loaded on your personal computer connected to the internet. And there are tools within your system settings to allow it to share that site out with the world um, through internet sharing. But you're right. If the computer is shut down, computer has a, a problem, it's not accessible. You have to maintain that computer to ensure that that is always up and running. Um, and plus, I, I, you know, performance isn't going to be great in most cases. I mean, 
it, it's reaching out over the internet to reach your personal computer on your home internet right. network and reading website pages. Uh, servers that these other companies provide are really robust servers meant for dedicated website hosting. And they do this all day long with thousands of servers. So yeah. um, I think all of us have probably had the occasion where we've, you know, gone to a web page that for like a mom and pop shop or a restaurant or something, you could tell that someone has just created and it takes forever to load it. And the images don't pop in appropriately initially and all this. And there's the horrible kind of experience that you have. Well, that's, probably being privately hosted, right? Because it was inexpensive. They weren't interested in, they just wanted a web page out there. Nowadays, you're seeing less and less of that, right? Because we we technically could have had even even a fourth step here, Alan, or a fourth option, which is to go to something like Facebook or go to something like, you know, another Mm -hmm. site that you're not, you're not getting any flexibility except to add your own pictures, but you are, you are going standardized into their page style and and location. This is to actually put your own information out there in your own style, in your own, you know, design. Right. Um, But that's where a lot of those mom and pops have gone to now. It's saying, well, I'll just go and have it posted because that's all they really cared about to begin with. But, and, and you know what? It works for some places. I mean, if a Facebook page is all you need to promote your, your hobby, your interest, your, your side gig, whatever it may be, that works fine. That's great. I mean, it, it, it can work just as long as you know, the limitations, as long as you know right. um, what you're having to manage. I mean, you, you really, like you said, you can't customize much at all. You're stuck with their kind of format and layout of what's available there, but it is free and it is something that you're already using on a personal level. So might as well tap into it. There's a lot of options. I just think if somebody's really wanting to make a website, yeah. a true website where you have possibly multiple pages, possibly just one long page, um, You've got it linking to other places. You've got, um, you know, forms of, for somebody to fill out a contact form. You need a you need to show a photo gallery of things. You want to show a menu. You want to show uh, all these things you could do. You, you can do in a really nice website. And I, I think the biggest message for me is that if somebody out there is really wanting to build a website and they don't mind spending between five and twenty dollars a month to do it you can have an extremely good looking site, well protected, well served site that you do have some level of customization and flexibility with. um, That's always going to be up and running and always going to be performing the way it should. You can certainly do it. Um, Are there ways to do it for free? Yeah, there are, but there are some trade-offs, you know, getting WordPress, Installing it on a web server, a, a computer some, is always connected to the internet and has a full-time connection and dedicated to serving out web pages. Yes, you could actually have a free website, but then you've got the computer that you actually have to set up and dedicate for it. You've got the internet connection. Yeah. It needs to be pretty robust. You need the uh, the overall management of the whole site and the uh, the server. So is that worth 10 to $20 a month for you? I don't know. You know, be a question to see, but these are the recommendations I'm giving to people when they talk about building a website, there's going to be some cost involved to really do it right and get a good solution. That's turnkey for you. But I think for $16 a month, 16, that's a one six, um, to have a full featured website, especially if you're going to be using it to make any money, 
Right. Can you justify making at least $16 to offset that from this? Can you make it work? I mean, has it become a $16 worthwhile investment for what you want to get out of your website? Um, And Alan, just really, really quick, just to make sure people kind of recognize some of the limitations. But when you say that $16 a month, none of these will allow you to go in and say, uh, insert this way in which people can give me their credit card to pay me without some additional pay, right? I mean, there, there's a, there's a, yeah. like, obviously Squarespace has that because Squarespace is known as a, a payment, uh, a payment uh, function, right? But there, there's going to be there's going to be some additional fees, like a percentage of what you take or something like that, based on yeah, the ability sure. to pay through there. So, but you I'll know, say for this. me, for photography, if someone wants to order, I put on there. You can contact me, and then we can figure out a payment. But if I wanted an actual, I want to order and I want to pay, and I want to put everything through. I know that's at a that's an additional service, right? That's an yep. additional kind of add on. Well, for example, with a. Squarespace or Wix, they they will let you with your plan kind of have a you can actually set up a e-commerce, a online shop, shopping system on your website. And normally those are included in that that monthly package. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Now the thing is, the difference is, is that, like you said, if you sell anything on your website, they're not going to handle fulfillment. They're not handling like where warehousing any of your goods or products or whatever and shipping it out for you. They're simply giving you a way to take credit card payments online that you then get the order and then you can figure out how you want to satisfy that order. They will take a percentage of the sale. And there will, of course, taking the actual credit card elements. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. But just to, just to turn on a, a commerce site that to showcase, you know, your goods, but people are still going to have to contact you to actually place an order. Yeah, I mean that can be done right out of the box very easily. Yep. So uh, yep. with with a standard uh, account on any of these services. So cool. I mean, looking again at the Wix pricing um, for website plans, uh, let's see. Yeah, if I wanted to go to like a, well, no, nope. I mean I've still got the ability to do an e-commerce pretty easily on some of these. I do see that if you really want to kind of, yeah, accepting online payments. All right. So Wix, Wix is a little different here. And it's, I haven't looked at the pricing on this. They do have a $27 a month plan that is meant for small business. If you do want to accept online payments and manage it and process it through there. And it can set up reoccurring payments for people. If you want to have like mm, a subscription based nice. thing, you can actually have customers create accounts on your website and so forth. So they do. They do have a business yeah. e-commerce <laughs> level that starts at 27 that obviously is a little more money, but um, does give you a lot of capabilities to do that. So, Sure. Yeah. Again, I still feel like if your needs are fairly straightforward uh, and you want to sell products, you want to uh, any anything business related on a website, I still feel like these turnkey ones are, are great solutions unless you're willing to go in and, and do a little work on building some sites yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a that's a yeah. good intro, Alan. That's, I, uh, I once again surprised um, how uh, well you covered that. That's good. So I talked for like an hour. You did. Much, you did. Pretty I, much just yeah, me, I, right? Yep. 
Yep. I actually, I read the, read the news um, <laughs> and felt caught up with everything. <laughs> I think I actually finished the internet actually while you were talking. You so. <laughs> the internet is yeah. done. The yeah. internet's done. So, well, again, I know this is a very high level primer. We didn't really go, we're not going to go into like actually step by step, you know, how you, you know, get into one of these systems and, and start building a site. Um, just because I think, again, if people decide they want to build a website, I think you got to know the mechanics. You got to know the basics behind it. You choose the platform you're going to use to build a site if you're going to use one of these tools. And from there, uh, you know, the resources are all there on how do you actually go about building the site itself. Uh, but it's important to know these other this other background information. I think you need yeah. to know about your domain names. You need to understand the difference there. You need to know the different levels of website building tools that are available. And then need to understand that there is a process for making that domain name work with your website. Luckily, a lot of these companies are making that very easy and turnkey for people to do right now. So, um, well, kind of get out there, get out there, and do it. I mean, there. I think yeah. you know, I think websites are uh, still extremely important way to get information out to people and kind of have an online presence for yourself. And uh, websites are easier and easier to make now on your own without needing to shell out a lot of money or uh, learn a lot of coding language to do it. So, very cool. So you're exactly right. I did waste an awful lot of time uh, back in grad school. It sounds like, yep. yeah. Yep. Okay, time well, is money, man. The, time is yeah, money. That's, that's what my say is like. If I can save myself several hours, several hours a week, not having to deal with managing a website, but I can pay twenty dollars a month and let it take care of it for me, I'm willing to do that. So, uh, time is money. Hmm. All, right. All right, man. Okay, cool. man. Well, look, uh, I know there's a lot more we could get into with websites and we, we definitely would encourage any other conversations that people have, or if they need some other follow-up notes on clarifying some steps or making sure they understand certain aspects of what we talked about, we'd love to hear from you. How Brian should people get a hold of us then? Well, um, why don't you send us an email first? That's probably the easiest way to info at the mesh.tv and that will, uh, allow us to, to get some information directly from you. Hopefully you can encourage uh, some directions that we can go with our future uh, future topics. If you have some more information on website uh, building uh, that we can pass along, we'd love to be able to do that. You can also go to our website, which we've mentioned a couple of times here, www.brothers-n-tech.com. And uh, that's where you'll be able to see the uh the site that Alan uh, put together for us uh, to be able to display some uh, some of our previous episodes and uh, we'll be able to, to pass along some information a little bit uh, quicker to you. So brothers-n-tech.com. All right. Well, that is going to wrap us up for today. Thanks everybody for uh, sticking around, listening and watching. And uh, we will be back next week with another follow-up. Uh, we should have a brothers and tech suggestions episode coming up soon. Don't know if that's going to be next week or two weeks, but we're coming in close on that. That's always a fun one. Brian and I both bring a, uh, one or two pieces of technology or, or new things we've been playing around with that we want to share and kind of brag about with the other. And, uh, so that's always a good time to get, get around for, but in the meantime, we also still have our weekly discussions about different elements and aspects of home or family or personal technology. So, uh, Brian, good seeing you as always. This is like our yeah, one time yeah. talk. I hope you have a good well, rest of the week. Yeah, I'll see you next week. All right. See you then. Same time. Sound good? Same time, same place.
All right, man. All right, man. All right take care, everyone. Thanks a lot. All right, stop yeah. by. And... You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.